Welcome to our podcast, Growing Give and Take Kids, Power Traits for Life. This program is brought to you by Victoria Kendall Hodson and Mary Emma Willis of Reflective Educational Perspectives. They are founders of the Learning Success Institute and Solomar Academy Independent Study Program. They are also co-authors of Discover Your Child's Learning Style and Self-Portrait Power Traits Assessment. Their mission is to give parents and teachers the tools to empower kids to thrive in the real world by focusing on their strength, or as they call it, power traits. Please visit powertraitsforlife.com or reflectiveed.com for more information. You can also check out learningsuccessinstitute.com and solomaracademy.com. Welcome back. I'm Mary Emma, and today we are covering the A of the CARES principles. Accept your role as your child's or student's coach. Do you remember the movie The Blind Side? In one scene, the coach can't get Michael to do what he's supposed to during the practice. And Leanne goes over to the coach and says, Yelling at him doesn't work. You have to find out what works for him. Later, she says, You should get to know your players better. He scored in the 98 percentile in protective instinct. This is a perfect example of what does and doesn't work. A great coach gets to know the players well, whether on the football field, the classroom, at home, or even on the job, and then uses that information to bring out the very best in each of those individuals. A great coach gets to know the player's strengths and weaknesses, and mostly focuses on their strengths. In other words, a great coach looks for what's right with the players. In this case, the players are your kids or students. In our culture, we mostly look at what's wrong with a child. We think that the way to get results is to push, bribe, punish, and try to force. But we say, let's look at what's right. This is an important lesson we can take from the sports world. The quarterback has a blind side, that's the weakness, but no one tries to teach or force the quarterback to focus on his blind side. It's wasted energy. Instead, it's recognized that the quarterback needs protection on his blind side. So, he's given protection for the blind side. Every person has a blind side or weakness. It's the the job of the coach, you, the teacher or parent, to help young people recognize their weaknesses and strengths and to offer strategies to facilitate the strengths. Here's one of our favorite quotes. It's from The Power of Focus by Jack Canfield, Mark Victor Hansen, and Les Hewitt. Often, children are told to focus on their weaker subjects and not spend so much time on the ones they do well in. Wrong. This doesn't give you a competitive edge in the marketplace or position you to be wealthy. It just keeps you average. In fact, it's an absolute insult to your integrity to major in minor things. End quote. The fact is, every single one of our children has unique gifts and unique contributions to make to our world. Children who are celebrated and acknowledged for the wonders that they are 
and for their unique contributions, will be able to discern their natural gifts and talents and their true calling during their growing up years. But way too often, children are evaluated based on how they perform in school, and only those who do well receive acknowledgement. The others quickly lose heart when day after day they don't do well on assignments or fail a test, or are told they're not measuring up. They might hear comments like these, you'd better shape up or you won't get anywhere. Forget about the writing lessons until you're getting good grades in math. You have to care about your work and try harder. Try harder, those dreaded words. What exactly does it mean to try harder? One student put it this way. I spend hours on my homework and work late into the night. I'm trying as hard as I can, I'm failing. What else am I supposed to do? My teacher just says I'm not trying. My teachers, <laughs> sorry, I'm quoting here. My teachers just say I'm not trying. They don't know anything about how hard I'm trying, end quote. The key is to begin where the child is in, where the child is in a particular skill or subject. If a student does not know how to write a paragraph, according to the teacher's definition, then no matter how hard he tries, he won't be able to do it. And if that same student is expected to write reports in all classes and is graded on his writing, then you can see he can never be successful in any class. But if that same student is allowed to make a video or poster or verbal, do a verbal presentation to show what he knows in history or science, now he has a chance to be successful in something. And that experience will inspire and motivate him to succeed at other things instead of giving up. This is just one example. Students who have trouble reading can learn subjects through movies and audio tapes while they're working on increasing reading skills. Students who are working on skills such as reading, writing, spelling, or math need to have the lessons customized to work for them so they can experience small successes that will later lead to big successes. Similarly, kids who can't remember to take out the trash or do other chores can learn to use their interests and strengths to make it happen. Maybe put notes or graphics depicting the chore on the wall next to their beds, or make fun-looking charts for themselves, or set an alarm on their phones. Here's a question for you. What do you think of the statement, success leads to more success? You might think this is an obvious statement, and yet there are many adults who don't understand what this means. Young people who continually experience failure day after day do not know what success feels like, and they do not know what to do to turn things around to become successful if they haven't experienced success. And by success, we mean any accomplishment. We aren't just talking about school activities, such as passing a math test or completing an essay or doing well, you know, even playing a game at recess. We also mean things like doing your chores or being on time for dinner or saving up for a bike. The thing is, in order for a person to begin to experience success, someone must coach that person toward success. 
So how do you coach someone toward success? Well, would it be by saying things like, when are you going to get it right? Well, if there's a way to mess it up, you'll find it. You're so clumsy. I know you'll lose it. You'll probably forget like you always do. Okay, well, if children mostly hear these types of comments, they will believe them. And you'll hear them say, oh, I'm just clumsy. I'll lose it for sure. I can't do that. Well, I never finish things. That's just the way I am. Now, how about these statements? Thanks for remembering to pick that up. Oh, I noticed you put your ring in a safe place. Thanks for helping your brother. Wow, that was tricky and you managed to get it done. I admire your willingness to do a few math problems even though you really dislike math. Now children who live with these kinds of comments learn to be confident and pay attention to what they do right. Then you'll hear them say, well, it's hard, but I can try it. Hmm, next time I'm going to do it this way. Maybe I can make a plan so that doesn't happen again. I know I can do it. Hey, I did it. So how do you coach someone for success? The adults in the lives of young people need to be mentors, guides, and coaches, helping them to discover who they are and what gifts they bring to the family, the group, and the world. You can start by making a list of what you love about each child. That delightful laugh, her boundless energy, his terrific memory, her ability to know just what to say to put others at ease, or his love of animals, her green thumb, being the life of the party, ability to fix anything, an amazing imagination. These are examples of characteristics to be celebrated. You can hear more about celebrating in episode two, Celebrate Your Child or Student. So be sure to listen to that one if you haven't already. That one was presented by um, Victoria. Next, get into the habit of pointing out what is right about your children. Acknowledge their interests, their talents, the contributions they make to the family or group. Encourage them to pay attention to their own gifts. Teach them to recognize their accomplishments. In 1954, Dr. Dorothy Law Nolte wrote the classic poem, Children Learn What They Live, and later wrote a book about the power of inspiring values through example by raising children with compassion and giving them the support and confidence they need to thrive. The poem goes like this. If children live with criticism, they learn to condemn. If children live with hostility, they learn to fight. If children live with ridicule, they learn to be shy. If children live with shame, they learn to feel guilty. If children live with encouragement, they learn confidence. If children live with tolerance, they learn to be patient. If children live with praise, they learn to appreciate. If children live with acceptance, they learn to love. If children live with approval, they learn to like themselves. If children live with honesty, they learn truthfulness. If children live with security, they learn to have faith in themselves and others. And if children live with friendliness, they learn the world is a nice place in which to live.
We believe that our job as teachers and parents is to be great coaches, coaching young people to believe in themselves, to be confident in their own abilities and what they can do. It is our job to bring out the stars in our children and students and show them where they shine. One of the components for growing give and take kids and empowering them for life.